Robbie Novak delivered his line as earnestly as he could. He adjusted his jet black suit and bright red power tie. He furrowed his brow towards the camera and spoke. I think we all need pep talk. Millions of people would eventually watch him deliver this line. In fact, Robbie's video has now received over 44 million views. But who's counting? YouTube. YouTube is counting. Despite that massive reach, few people, if any, among those millions know Robbie Novak's real name. He's on camera, he's speaking to the viewer, he's featured in hundreds of videos besides this one, but most people call Robbie Novak something else. Kid President. I think we all need a pep talk, said the nine-year-old back in his 2013 video. The initial haunting notes from a post-rock song eases us into the speech. From that first line, delivered in stately fashion in front of a chalkboard, we then cut to a sepia-toned wide view of Robbie in the middle of a Tennessee high school football field. A few handwritten words slowly appear on screen. To you from me, kid president. And then, in the most earnest, uplifting, and moving way imaginable, KP delivers his plea to the adult world. It's funny, it's moving, it's incredible. It's unthinkable. Stories of conventional thinking at work and the people who dare to question it. I'm Jay Akunzo. And to conclude our January together, I'm actually running one final episode where I give you a syndicated version of my newsletter. I'm going to perform a newsletter entry per the requests of lots of you listening and lots of my email subscribers. If you're not on that newsletter, check the show notes for a link. And also stay tuned for a lot more highly produced stories, unlike this one, moving forward. We're sort of officially kicking off season five in February of 2019. In the meantime, let's get back to Kid President's big plea to the adult world. The world needs you to stop being boring. Yeah, you. Boring is easy. Everybody can be boring, but you're gooder than that. Life is not a game, people. Life isn't a cereal either. Well, it is a cereal. And if life is a game, are we on the same team? I mean, really, right? I'm on your team, be on my team. This is life, people. You got air coming through your nose. You got heartbeat. That means it's time to do something. A poem. Two roads diverse. The video continues for a couple minutes like that, and as the music crescendos to that delicate place between uplifting and cheesy, Kid President concludes his monologue. I don't know everything, I'm just a kid. But I do know this. It's everybody's duty to give the world a reason to dance. You've just been pet-talked. Create something that will make the world awesome. Play ball. I have watched this video more times than any other video on the planet. It's just, that's the truth. I've watched this video so much, I could probably recite the whole damn thing word for word and recreate it shot for shot. As a lifelong maker, a self-described emotions junkie, and a card-carrying member of the Sensitive Men's Club, I love this video. But sometimes, I can't stand it. 
Sometimes I'll watch it several times in a row. I'm not proud, but I'm not sorry. And then I have to take a break. It actually starts to annoy me, this, this most awesome of videos in the world. And so I have to set it aside for weeks, maybe even months. We've all been there, haven't we? Our favorite song or blog or favorite follow on social media, our go-to restaurant or jogging route, or that old reliable dish we like to cook at home. They can all stop feeling as awesome as Kid President would like things to be. But for some reason, when we go to work, we seem to forget that reality. Way too often, we act like the successful thing we've done, the thing that others find awesome about our work, will always resonate with the audience. We'd be wise to remember that even the best things we create aren't enough to build exceptional companies or careers over time. When we cling to and routinely repeat what works, that's a sign that we don't understand the power of the opponent we have to all face. Time. See, Father Time is undefeated. He's infinity and O in his career. He's never met a project, a company, or a person that he hasn't in some way changed, worsened, or killed. The longer something sits unchanged, or the more the tried and true is tried, or the more what works is experienced by our audience, the harder it is for the work to, you know, work. Time is the great equalizer. Every team and every individual plays by the same exact rules. Nothing we can do can prevent time from somehow altering our work. Not casting an adorable nine-year-old, or using chest-swelling music, or writing a tear-jerking talk track. Not ranking first on Google, or boasting a ton of followers, or hiring the best people, or coming up with a brilliant new idea, or going viral, or winning an award. Nothing is time-proof. As time moves, context changes, and so too must our work. But does it? And how would that work anyway? Is there a process we can use to be proactive in the changes we make instead of constantly reacting? I don't know. Not yet, anyway. But I can't wait to find out throughout this year. But before we get there, I have to tell you one final thing about Kid President. He's fragile. I don't mean that figuratively. Robbie Novak has osteogenesis imperfecta, which basically means his bones are unusually brittle. He's more susceptible to bone damage and breaks than the average person. And in fact, in the pep talk video, you can occasionally spot a blue cast on his right arm. Unfortunately, Robbie's condition gave bullies at his school plenty of reason to pick on him quite a bit. Of course, given his message to the world in the pep talk video, you might not be surprised to learn that he took a negative and turned it into a positive through both his inspiring videos and his nonprofit work together with his adult brother-in-law and video producer, Brad Montague. Now, just like Kid President, our work is fragile. This time I do mean that figuratively, un unless of course you make like blown glass penguins for a living. In which case, can I have one? It's for my eight-week-old daughter, I swear. Also, it it it's for me. Our work is fragile, because as soon as we push something out into the world, time begins to change it in ways we don't control. It's exposed. We create our work in the past, launch it for today, and then it's dragged into the future, kicking and screaming. One of the big reasons I'm exploring the notion of consistent creativity all year long is to challenge that kicking and screaming part. What if we better understood what it takes to produce resonant work over time? Rather than getting dragged forward, kicking and screaming, we might take our cues from Kid President and dance our way forward. 
In a past edition of my newsletter, I talked about how we usually approach this problem of time changing our work or worsening it. Basically, our work often devolves into an ongoing attempt to manufacture spike after spike in the numbers. Why? Because we care about right now. We push all our chips into the middle of the table called now, and we hope we win big. Whether or not we do, our next move is identical to the last one, which is crazy, no? Even if we failed to capitalize, even if we didn't go viral or create some big hit now, tomorrow we'll splurge yet again on another stack of chips and push them all in once again and hope we win big now. This frenetic short-term approach has created this culture of shortcuts throughout the business world, and it's bastardized people's understanding of creativity, from an ongoing process to what I call random acts of creativity. In that earlier article I wrote to my newsletter subscribers, I concluded that our obsession with shortcuts, hacks, cheats, and one-off creative stunts is actually a symptom. It's not the real illness. As for the real illness, well, let's try to reveal it right now. I think the real illness is what happens as a result of our manufacturing spikes, as a result of caring about stunts and near-term results instead of long-term consistency. The real illness is the drop-off. Following a random act of creativity, we have no system or process to continue arching that slope of the line north. So instead, it drops south. It drops off. And we're right back to where we started concocting the next random act of creativity the next day and the next day and the next day. I feel like saying to those teams who applaud themselves for creative stunts, congratulations, you manufactured a moment. That moment has now passed. So now what? For all their glorious highs, they've gotten themselves into this situation where they have to grapple with the subsequent low forced upon them as time passes. Time is the great equalizer. In our journey to push beyond commodity junk and create unassailable work, we all agree that consistent creativity is probably more useful than random acts. But as we push forward in time with the work that we create, even with our good intentions compared to those shortcut seekers and hucksters, we still face the very same issue that they do. Because time is the great equalizer. So the real enemy for all of us and Father Time's weapon of choice is stagnation. When we want to build anything great, we have to do so over time. And few things affect our work quite like stagnation or a state or condition marked by lack of flow, movement, or development. Left unchanged, the work we create, the knowledge we possess, and the behaviors we exhibit can all grow stale over time. Without evolving ourselves and what we do, and without re-inspiring or re-engaging the audience, we risk losing any emotional resonance that we experienced up front. And I call this time-induced decline from resonance to stagnation emotional decay. The emotions wear away. Next week on my newsletter, we're going to aim to truly understand this issue of stagnation in our work and with our teams by deconstructing the various stages of emotional decay. And by the way, I realize you might be listening to this well after this episode and therefore that newsletter gets sent out to the world. So given the effects of time on my work, here's my offer to you. Regardless of when you're hearing this, you can just email me and ask for that edition of the newsletter and I'll send it to you. I'm jay at unthinkablemedia.com. Regardless, I have a thesis here and I'm going to explore that all year long, both on the newsletter and right here on the podcast. Remember, boring is easy. 
Everybody can be boring, but you're gooder than that. It's our duty to give the world a reason to dance. So get to it. You've just been pep-talked. Create something that will make the world awesome. <laughs>